Good morning and welcome to the weekly roundtable. C-SPAN here. Start off with Happy New Year and uh, welcome to 2022. And I'm not going to be a sarcastic and, uh, and tell you it's going to be better than 2021. I'm just going to tell you, get your eight block out, make a plan, get your shield lock engaged, and have a better 2022 than you had in 2021 because you're going to actively engage in having a better year than we had last year. So Happy New Year. I uh, hope you're uh, healthy, happy, and uh, everybody's getting after it. So next thing I'm going to ask you to do is we are starting off uh, it's the first show of the year um, for the roundtable. As you listen to this, we're going to go. Uh, we got a great guest today, and he I specifically have him as our first guest of the year because he did something last year that was absolutely nuts. Why everybody was bitching about COVID and everything else going on in the world. This guy was just getting after it every single day. And so, what I'd like you to do is normally uh, for you old guys or for Dread, uh, my non-IT friends. When you're playing a podcast, there's normally three dots somewhere. You can hit those three dots. You can hit share, and you can hit copy link. You can copy that link. You text it to a couple of your buddies. Tell them to take a listen to this, especially guys that haven't been around for a while. And, you know, get them engaged. February is a great month uh, with Patriot Challenge, Run Ranger Run. But uh, find something crazy to do for February and get everybody back engaged. Get them out every day. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be super, you know, something crazy every single day, but do something every day, and uh, let's get 2022 off to a great start. So that's the ramble for today. I'm going to actually um, hand it over to our guest so we can start talking about what he did in 2021. And so um, sit back. This is going to be a good show. And uh, here we go. Hog Cycle, who EH you? How long have you been doing F3? Hi. Good morning, C-SPAN. Um, my buddy, uh, I've been doing – I've been doing F3 for seven years. Um, I was, uh, I started, it's an interesting story, back, or at least I guess I think it's interesting. In 2014, I was trying to get back to working out. And, you know, I'd always sort of gotten to where I could do, I, I, fitness has always been important to me, so I'd work out for six months, eight months, and then kind of fall off. Right, so I was in 2014. I was trying to get back into it. I was running, and I was trying to figure out a way to make it stick. And uh, my work, my working out, and so I, I thought, well, I'll, I'll pray about it. So I, I started, you know, praying about my fitness, um, and then trying to incorporate, I guess, prayer into my fitness. I go on these runs, and I'd, I'd pray while I was running, um, you know, for my neighbors or for my kids' school or. Uh, for my wife's work, et cetera, as I pass them. And so I, I was doing that for maybe a week or two, and then out of the blue, I got an email uh, from my friend Christian that I used to teach with, uh, also known as Reluctant Yankee in, in F3. So he sends me this email, and he says, it's a forward of an email from somebody else. He's like, take her, like, read this thing. I, it sounds like the ramblings of a, of a madman, um, it's from some guy that was calling himself OBT, and it had all this cryptic language in it about emotional headlocks and circles of trust and things like that. And, and so Christian tells me, this, this guy wants to meet me at 530 at, at City Park here in New Orleans. We're in New Orleans. And uh, he's like, I, 
I don't want to do this because I'm afraid I'll end up, you know, in a, the trunk of a car in, in New Orleans East, a burning car or something. Uh, will you go with me? Uh, because I need to go because uh, my cousin Voodoo, uh, so a shout out to I think Area 51 maybe. Uh, you know, he's in North Carolina and he this he talks about this stuff all the time and it's you know it's changed his life and he's he's, he's bought into this. So I got to go do it for him, but I don't want to go alone. So will you come with me? So I guess that was my EH. Uh, was from my buddy Christian, and what was happening was this was the, they were, you know, the North Carolina guys were doing this first leap expansion, is what they were calling it, so it was New Orleans, Richmond, Virginia, and uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and so we were part of that, and OBT was actually coming down for a week just to train people that were interested, so, uh, on how to lead a F3 workout, and then they were going to launch it. Um, you know, a week later. Yeah. And yeah. Now I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you right there because I got a bunch of things I need to I need to tell the listeners. One, I want you to say he was very honest right there and admitted he's like most guys. He jumped into fitness and he would fall off. And the one thing about F3 is we don't let you fall off. And so um, right, that's why we need guys to show up every morning and why you have to make a plan and send a text message the night before because guys will naturally fall off. The other thing. Um, I was part of that group that was helping you when uh, New Orleans was going to launch, and OBT was fired up. He was convinced that you guys um, and you guys did get it right away. Like uh, I love that story that you were on those emails because. Uh, and shout out to Voodoo and Area 51 because I, I forget about. There's all these connections. Why um, city to city? So if if you're not helping the expansion team, make connections in other cities. Make sure you do that. So I'm going to um, I'm going to hand it back to you. Any shout-outs, anything like that you want to add uh, before we get into today's topic? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, so I guess I was EH by Reluctant Yankee, but also, you know, OBT was to, I guess, uh, I'm very thankful for him taking that chance and writing that email. You know, I mean, it's crazy. Like, who, how would you possibly think you could convince people you don't even know, you know, a thousand miles away to to go work out at 5:30 in the morning, um, I, I you know, and he he was committed and he flew out here and and did it for a week. So I probably shouldn't. Uh, he probably deserves better for me. I shouldn't make fun of his his letter that he sent or the or that video of him in dread counting where he's wearing the life jacket. I, I probably make fun of that too often. He, he deserves better for me. So I, I was on that. Because uh, uh, he changed our lives there in, uh, uh, in in New Orleans, I, I'm 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 thankful for him. And then, um, yeah, shout out to my buddy Christian, uh, reluctant Yankee. And they, I guess they named me uh, uh, how I got my name when I showed up to that workout. I rode my bicycle, and I'm from Arkansas, so um, my buddy Roots and another guy named Keyman, they put that together and came up with Hogsicle. So. I, I, if I rode a unicycle, it would have been hog cycle or a motorcycle. I guess it would have been hog, but I always go with hog sickle since I was riding a bicycle. Hog, hog sickle. All right. And, um, and you know, shout out to the guys at COT that morning because anybody who shows up on a bike, it's kind of like that Go Ruck event where the guy, they made him drag his bike around the whole event. <laughs> I, um, I, I love it. So, yeah, you got a good story. And I, it's always fun um, kind of hearing the back. Of all that, now tell me where do you normally work out in New Orleans? In case guys want to run across you, where do you normally work out? Let's shout out those guys. So since I was early on, I uh, 
there's a park that's about a mile from uh, less than a third of a mile from my house. So uh, I quickly established an AO there, and so I work at Planet Playground. So El Diablo, Rock City, uh, the Wally Run, the Uptowner. Um, the Uptowner is it's confusing. It's a it's a joke. It's a jab at the guys uptown New Orleans. So really in New Orleans we have sort of city park uh, area. We have uptown, and we have Metairie. So I work out mostly in Metairie. Roger that. And so I'm going to catch the listeners up. This time last year, I got a good friend um, <clears throat> that I've been doing F3 with for a couple of years um, named Side Effects. And a shout out to him. I, I think he's doing, he posed post some pictures, uh, you know, him and his son were working out because I think they're in quarantine right now. But yeah. super high impact man um, did a lot of the work in Pennsylvania that I get credit for, but he's the guy that was really, he was really in the track long before I was. So he texts me this time last year and tells me about this guy's um, crazy idea what he's going to do for 2021. And it's very seldom that you guys come up with anything where I'm like, he's going to do what and what? And so can you just kind of set the table for the listeners of how this idea um, and what your plan for 2021 was and how you came up with it and what you wanted to wear while you did it? So I'm just <laughs> going to get out of the way. Sure. Uh, so, uh, back in 2019, my, my mom passed away from stomach cancer. And after that, I was trying to think of something I could do to kind of honor her, uh, maybe some kind of fundraiser. I could raise some money for something that was important to her. Just, um, you know, actually, my daughter uh, beat me to the punch. She, uh, she was about nine at the time, and uh, she was, uh, she set up a, like a lemonade stand, it was a, but she was doing, she was drawing uh, pictures for people, and people would stop by her house, and she she would sell these pictures to people, and she raised money. She raised, ended up raising about a hundred dollars, and donated it to uh, Debbie's Dream Foundation, which is a stomach cancer um, foundation. And so <clears throat> I was thinking, well, my, what what could I do? what kind of talent do I have where I could do something to, to, to honor my mom? And so uh, that was sort of, you know, germinating in my head um, after her passing. And then sometime in, so this is, this is a kind of a gross story and, and weird, but this is really where it came from. In 2020, the guys on the North Shore, uh, uh, F3 North Shore, so it's part of New Orleans, but it's a, across Lake Pontchartrain. Those guys over there, they're, they're awesome guys. And in the summer of 2020, one of the guys, Jose 10K, is his F3 name. He was, uh, another guy, Zoolander, had challenged, I think, I may get this story wrong, but I'll, we'll just pretend like it's right, uh, had challenged Jose 10K to work out every day in the summer. And he ended up working out, I think, 57 consecutive days uh, posting at F3. And every time he would come post, you know, it's in the summer, Louisiana, it's hot. They had a gallon bucket, and he would, after the workout, he would wring his shirt out into this gallon bucket. So he did this for, like, three months, right, wringing this shirt, or two months, wringing the shirt into this gallon bucket, and he filled it full of his sweat from the summer. And the... The challenge was if he could do that, Zoolander would let him throw it on him at some point. 
So they had this video of Jose 10K throwing this gallon of sweat um, onto Zoolander at the completion of his 57 straight days of, of working out. And they posted it on Twitter. And so I see it, and there's some guy. So there was some confusion, though. Like they're, they're looking at this, 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 I think it was a guy named Dumper from Hartsville, South Carolina, replied. And he said, so this guy ran 57 consecutive 10Ks? And then he put the emoji with the question, the, the shoulder shrug, and, the, and the, the guy with the chin, you know, his hand on his chin looking up. Which I am not really sure what emojis look like, but I think, or what they mean all the time, but I think that he was questioning this, you know, 57 straight 10Ks. Well, it was, he was confused because Jose, the guy's name is Jose 10K. He didn't really run 57 straight 10Ks, but... Anyway, I saw that, and this was all during this iron, like we're coming up of, I think, right around the time of iron packs when everybody in F3 is questioning everything that everybody does. And so it just got me thinking, I was like, is he questioning the fact that, uh, that somebody could run 57 straight 10Ks? I, I mean, I think I might be able to do that. Maybe if that's something that would catch people's attention, then maybe that's my ticket to trying to raise some funds for... Uh, for some kind of charity for my mom, and so that sort of so this so really I mean I don't I have no idea who Dumper in Hartsville, South Carolina is, but he actually kind of planted the seed for me, um, and you know uh, this guy has not like congratulated me on this at all, so I, I don't even know what um, so anyway, but that's that was where the idea for running uh, a 10K every day this year came from. Um, I thought I could run a 365, and then try to do that to maybe get a little attention and, and, and point it toward a, um, a charity. And so thinking about what charity to point it toward, uh, my mom was a special education teacher, and so she dedicated her life to special education, and she was, and she was the school psychologist after that. And um, my, my wife actually runs a center for autism in the New Orleans area, so shout out to the Art and Me. Uh, it's the oldest uh, running uh, center for autism in the, in the New Orleans area. And then, and then my daughter has a lot of friends who are, you know, neurodiverse or uh, have learning differences, so a lot of really good friends. So I thought if there's something I could do for an organization that works in that community, um, that's what I wanted to do. So that's when I reached out to Special Olympics to see if I could what they thought about my idea. So I pitched it to them. I said, you know, I plan to run a 10K every day in, in 2021, and I want to try to use that to raise some money for Special Olympics. And they, they, were, they were on board. They had a – because of the pandemic, they haven't been able to raise a lot, do a lot of fundraisers. A lot of their fundraisers have been canceled. So they said they had this um, – right now the big, the big push at that time was the 2022 USA Games, they have 59 uh, athletes and coaches that were going to be attending those games, and they, they wanted to raise some funds for the travel expenses to cover that because that, that normally falls on the athletes to, to raise that money uh, to get there. So anything that I could do to help, they said that would be great. And so um, they, it was really easy. They already had the website set up and the, the link and everything. So I just went in and signed up on that and uh, 
we started raising funds, and um, that's how it kind of all started. Okay, so I, you know, if I don't ask these kind of like upfront questions, uh, people hit me in the DMs too much. So, <laughs> sure. how many, like, like, were you a guy that was a thousand mile uh, a year guy prior to this, or did you like? Kind of tell us what your fitness level was coming up with this one, because this sounds, uh, anybody who's done these kind of challenges knows it is a grind um, at some point, because you're trying to stay healthy all year is, is crazy. Right. So give us a little bit I about had, the fitness level going into the challenge. Sure. Uh, 2020 was the first year that I ran over 1,000 miles in a year. Um, I probably was more like a 600 to 800 Mile a year guy, but I had uh, I'd also I've done a few ultra marathons. So I did the the Arkansas Traveler, uh, which is a hundred mile ultra marathon in in uh, Washita Mountains in Arkansas, and then I, I've done a a 50k uh, trail run and some you know Blue Ridge Relay. Uh, uh, we recently did that at, in 2021 during 2021. I did the Hood to Coast Relay. So I I enjoy running long, slow runs, so that part Okay, so fitness, that. yeah, so, so fitness level, this is crazy, but it's not insane for you because you've, you've yeah. done running before, but yeah. you've never done anything, you've never done anything that many consecutive days because normally if you're a race guy, you're going to push and then rest and then push and then rest. Yeah. You've never done anything like... No, no, and it, it. actually, it's, uh, it kind of taught me, I think, you know, rest is important. Um, I, I don't want to devalue um, rest, but I think a lot of times we make it way more important in our minds than what it necessarily might be. You know, we use it as an excuse too much. So I kind of feel yeah. like doing this running every day. Uh, my body could, my body could do it. And you know, I, to be honest with you, I'm probably faster now. I'm from 47. I'm probably faster now than what I was when I was. 25, um, and I, I've gotten faster during this year of running every day. So, and I know Bones will tell me um, rest is important, <laughs> and so that's a different podcast. You can listen to his on a different channel. I'm going to tell you because I've been a, I've been doing F3 a, a long time, um, nine years ish, and uh, I'm going to tell you six days a week is what my number is. I do rest on Sundays, but that's more of a um, I believe thing I do I try and focus on other things on Sunday but all you do is you just adjust what your body gets used to and your body your body is just such a an amazing thing it's an amazing gift and so if you um, whatever you challenge it to do it 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 will it will adjust and, and perform that way yep. I agree but before we step off any farther I got to say just a really proud of you I we probably won't go into super detail, but I'm really proud of you, and I know your mother would be proud of you for doing this. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to transition off that and say, can you explain to me why the, you did it in shower shoes? Can you get me there? Because I'm still really confused of, I understand, like, this is a tough running challenge, but then you did it in shower shoes, and I don't understand shower shoes anyways, but to leave yeah, it, sure. take the listeners through that whole section, because I, I still don't understand why you wanted to do it in flip-flops. <laughs> So uh, back when, I guess, around the time the book Born to Run came out and kind of barefoot running became a thing, I was having some trouble with my Achilles uh, from running. 
So I decided to try running barefoot, and I really liked it. And plus, I mean, I'm from Arkansas, so it's it's natural, right, to to not wear shoes. So I uh, I start running barefoot, and I really I really like it. My Achilles feels better, you know. I'm I'm, I'm buying into all the idea of, you know, it, it makes you run the correct form, all that. Uh, you know, saving my knees. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm bought in on it after just a little bit of running barefoot. But running barefoot in the streets of New Orleans is is not good. You know, I, I could do it at the park, but if I wanted to go out for a long run, you know, ten miles or so, I, you know, just you don't want to run barefoot. It's not healthy to run barefooted in the streets of New Orleans. So I started looking for ways to fix that, and I, I went. I did the Vibram thing. And I, I got a pair of Vibrams, and I was running with those, but I wore them out. And uh, those things are, I'm, I, you know, they're like 120 bucks or whatever, and it just doesn't seem, it just didn't seem worth it for how long they were lasting for me. So I went back to shoes, and I really, man, I just hated wearing shoes. So um, I had a cheap pair of flip flops in my closet, and one day I was going for a long run, and I thought. Well, maybe I could wear flip-flops and, and run, so let's try it. And I didn't think it would work, but I did it, and, it, uh, you know, my feet were fine, and I didn't didn't have blisters or anything, and it's uh, I kind of like it. And so then I started wearing them all the time, and, you know, man, F3 is free, but, I mean, especially in New Orleans, we work out in the parks, and we work out in the wet grass a lot. I know, I know a lot of you North Carolina guys like the – to work out in parking lots, but uh, a lot of a lot of RF3 New Orleans stuff is in in the grass, and so you're always your shoes are getting nasty, and you're going through shoes fairly quickly. So with the flip flops, I just go out there, I kick them off, I run around barefoot in the grass, and then put them back on if we run uh, through a parking lot. So it started working really well for me, and uh, it wasn't. I mean, that wasn't part of the thing. I didn't. I didn't think. That. <laughs> and to me, that wasn't part of the challenge. It's just the way I run. Um, so, but it quickly became the main part of the challenge, I think. Um, I, yeah, I went for coffee with here, my buddy. Hold, oh, go ahead. Yeah, hold on one second. One second. Me and that guy from Hartsville just did that emoji where we're still got our, you know, we've got our <laughs> hand on our chin like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, me, me and Hartsville are aligned right now, but yeah, we want to go work out in the right. parking deck. Yeah, we, we don't want to do it in shower shoes. But yeah, okay, you take it back. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess I've been doing it so long. I've been, and I just forget, um, like, how strange I am. But uh, I, I realized that my, so my friend, uh, Yankee, that um, he hates me. So he was, he's been my biggest hype man during this. So, you know, like, anytime we, we go run together or whatever. He's telling everybody about what I was doing, uh, you know, 10K a day. So we went to get coffee after a run one day, and he's telling the baristas, he's like, man, this guy, you know, this guy just ran his 200th 10K in a row, or, you know, and, and uh, he's hyping me up. And the baristas are at the, at the our coffee shop there, you know, like they're unimpressed. They just kind of, they, they start talking about Oh yeah, we got this. You know, this lady comes in. She runs a half marathon every day, and then this other guy says, "Yeah, I follow this guy on Instagram who runs every day. It's like a thousand or something days right now." So they they have these stories, these incredible stories about people that are doing way more than what I was doing. 
But then uh, they look down and they see that I'm in flip-flops, and he's like, well, this guy runs in flip-flops, <laughs> and, they, and they lose their mind. They're like, flip-flops? You run in flip-flops every day? That's nuts. How do you run, how do you run six miles in flip-flops? And so that was, I, I quickly understood that that's, uh, that was the secret sauce to, to me getting people's attention. Um, so I could point them toward donating for Special Olympics with, uh, to, to emphasize the flip-flops. So that's why on Twitter I started taking the pictures with, with my flip-flop and I started, you know, offering autographed flip-flops if, uh, if somebody would donate 100 bucks, uh, stuff like that. <laughs> I love it. I uh, love it. And, uh, and the other one, um, you're going to tell me, you know, Hundred years ago, if somebody told you you needed a hundred and twenty dollar or hundred and fifty dollar pair of running shoes to run, how crazy we would all think they were. And then you go to F three, and every single guy, there will be twenty five guys that work out all with a hundred fifty dollar pair of sneakers on. And so, um, it's just it's we've we've adjusted our mind on what what is required for, to to exercise. So, dude, yeah, your story is awesome. These aren't so, these aren't special flip flops either. They they come from like Walgreens, so um, they're like five ten dollars a pair of flip flops. Then um, they'll last yeah. they'll last maybe five hundred miles. Get new Yeah, and and so for the GI Joes out there, he he's referencing. He is basically running in shower shoes. That's what I call them. Is you lived in a barracks with a bunch of guys. You didn't want to be. You didn't want your skin to touch what was going on in the shower. Right. You would wear right. these kind of shower shoes. That's what he's running in. Um, these aren't like some kind of special made uh, two hundred dollar pair of flip flops. These are um, the cheap ones. So, dude, that is it's a it's an incredible story. Just absolutely incredible story, and that you stayed healthy, and you had a really cool charity you were supporting, and. Um, for the podcast listeners, we're going to have all the links. Um, if you want to continue to donate, we'll have all the links in the show notes. You can um, you can grab there and just uh, you know. Obviously, it's it's a cool story. I, I know you, you've got a really good just connection where you the guys really. I know there were probably some tough some tough times in there, and your guys all rallied around you. I don't know if there's anything you want to share um, about any particular runs that just stick out to you that you want to share with the listeners. Uh, there was, um, you know, it was, I was really blessed with good health throughout the whole thing. Like you said, I mean, that's a good, it's a good point. Um, I didn't have really any, any major issues. My, my hip got a little sore early on, but I, I, I was running a lot on concrete. So I switched it up to, to run more on uh, asphalt track and in the grass more. And, and that, that really helped. Um, so it actually was. I you know it, it wasn't as once I got going and, and into it it wasn't as, as the the physical part wasn't as difficult as what I thought it might be and, you know the logistical part was probably the the most difficult I'm thankful for uh, my M and my 2.0 for supporting me you know you got to you got to go an hour and run and sometimes you know if I couldn't do it in the morning I had to do it at night uh, we went on vacation in California and so there was one run where. Well, a couple of times, you know, we were we were hiking in Yosemite, and then we would finish, and I hadn't run yet, so Mandy would just drop me off, you know, six miles from our Airbnb, and I would run back. Or there was one one run where 
you know, we had to get up early and, and leave Yosemite and go to Sequoia National Forest, and we spent the day there, and uh, and then we, we did some stuff after. We saw this uh, cat conservatory that we stopped and went to, and so it's, it's like 5 o'clock, and we, we have a uh, maybe a three-hour drive or back to Oakland where our hotel was that night. So Mandy looked up, and she found a park in Madera, California, outside of Fresno, and so we got there. She dropped me off. She went to get food. I ran for an hour. Um, she came back, and, and we, we ate, you know, after I got finished running. So I think, you know, I don't think everybody's family would put up with uh, some of these stupid things, so I'm, I'm really thankful that, that mine was all in on it, and even even when they had to sacrifice, they, they were willing to do it for me. So um, they were they were a big help. And then, you know, just the guys in F3 helping me out, uh, you know, running with me or, um, you know, just having runs through the week. Uh, and then at the very end, uh, the last one was, was real special, having about 20 guys show up and, and run with me at City Park to, to close it out. And we had some of the Special Olympics athletes were there. So we had three of the Special Olympics athletes uh, came and, and uh, for that event and sort of ran the beginning and the end with me. So that was a real special one, too. That's awesome. Yeah, and a special Friday shout-out uh, to your M. I mean, yeah, you're you're freaking crazy, but she, you know, she probably had to be your, you know, she was a little bit of your case manager, your, your road, you know, your planner, um, everything else yep. to make sure that happened yep. around your, your family life. So, oh, yeah, they very were, special shout-out to her. My, my, my daughter and, and my wife both were, uh, they would always, you know, did you run today? You know, they didn't want it want me to just accidentally forget. That was our biggest fear, that I'd just get caught up in something and accidentally forget one day and, and not do it. Because um, my, my daughter, actually, in, in January, she was running a mile with me, and so she ran a mile with me every day for 40-something days. And, uh, and at one point, we just, I don't know, we, she went over to a friend's house, and she had homework, and time, we just forgot about it. And the next morning... You know, we were like, "Oh no!" You know, her streak's over. Um, yeah. So we were we were afraid. <laughs> and so they were always constantly saying, "Hey, did you did you run tonight? Did you run?" Um, and then my my daughter's awesome too, because I would I would tease her sometimes and say, oh, "Leland, you know, I just don't I don't feel like running tonight. I, I need to run, but I think I'm just gonna I think I'm just gonna end it. You know, I I don't think I could go." do it tonight and and she she would get all riled up and be like you've got to do it you've got special olympics is counting on you and these people are counting how can you, how can you be you know she's like you got to get out there and do it right now like, but it's cold it's raining and she's like no you so so i was really uh i would tease her a lot but but she was she was i loved her response every time she was not oh yeah no that's okay dad no she was like you yeah, you got to get out there and do it don't don't whip out now so yeah, um, the other one I, I, I want the listeners to make sure we're paying special attention. So family super involved, great charity, shield lock, all the guys from F3 rallying around him. He was, you were doing boot camps in addition to these runs every day, which is the other thing. It wasn't like you just said, I'm not going to do F3 anymore. This was in addition to what your normal schedule was, right? Yeah, I, I, I dialed it back um, quite a bit, but... Um yeah, I, w- I was probably doing one or two. I was I was doing the runs, 
you know, so we had two runs a week that I would do, and then I, I would usually do one or two other boot camps um, along with it. Yeah. So when, when guys tell me that they can only go two days a week, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this is a pretty good statement that says you can do more than two days a week. Um, <laughs> so, brother, I, just, I, just, I, I think your, we, we can all do a lot more than what we think we can. Yeah, and I love hearing your story. I just um, we're getting on top of our time. I just want to um, I want to open it up for you. I, I feel like there's probably a lot of things that you want to share with the guys, um, the listeners. But I'm just going to get out of your way. Any any final thoughts? Any closing um, things you want to leave the listeners with? Yeah, I do. I did want to leave with um, just a little talk about the Special Olympics and the and the the charity that um, we were raising money for. Um, I got the opportunity to go volunteer uh, for them at their state games, and I really, it, it was that was one of the most impactful things on me during the year. Also, is being around the athletes, getting to be out on the field with them, and the competition. I mean, and the way they do competition is, I, I just left there thinking, man, they they get it. Like this is what competition's about. You know, they're it's not. That at the Special Olympics, you know, it's not that everybody gets a, a medal. You know, they're they're competing for, uh, you know, to get on the platform first, second, third, um, fourth, and uh, but it's the way that they interact during that competition. Kind of, I thought, well, this is the way. This really aligns well with some of the character that we want to try to build and the leadership that we want to try to build in F3. You know, just try to be a, a quick story. Uh, there was a guy out there at the Special Olympics. He ran the 400, and he was I mean, he was super fast. I, I want to say like a minute, six seconds or something like that. I mean, way faster than anything anybody that I work out can do. And, um, you know, so he's kind of a, like, just a, a, a track star out there. And the other thing in the Special Olympics is that you have, you have people of all different physical abilities, you know, Maybe there's some, you know, physical um, disability or limitation that they might have or just, you know, just the range of, of people. You know, you're going to have some of us have greater physical abilities than others. And this guy was clearly blessed with some great physical ability. And he's, he's so in the track stuff, he's kind of the superstar and he's doing the long jump. But even the guys that are competing with him, every time he, he would long jump, they were they were celebrating him, you know, they were wanting him to go further than what he did last time, you know, and, and the same for the other competitors, like they, they were pushing themselves to do their best, but they're also celebrating everybody else's victory, and that's, that was a lot of fun, and I kind of walked away from that and thinking about, you know, competition and how we use competition, and I'm competitive, and I think competition's great, um, I love it. And uh, I think it's one of the things that, that, and that's one of the things I like about F3 is there's a, a competitive element to it. Um, a lot of times we talk about it being you versus you, and I think you know that's mostly true. But we all kind of know it's not exactly true, right? I mean, if we're out there running sprints and I'm running sprints and I see triple shift ahead of me, I I don't want him to beat me. And the same thing is he doesn't want me to beat him. So we're pushing ourselves to, to beat the other guy a lot of times too. So after leaving the Special Olympics, I, I kind of thought, well, maybe, maybe a better term is sort of us versus us because there's still a, a me versus you component in it, but, but we need to 
you know, ideally we're celebrating the other person's victories. So when I get beat in a sprint and I'm giving them everything I have, like I'm celebrating that that other guy was able to beat me um, because because he was pushing himself and he and 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 he did his best also. So uh, I just I like I really like the way that they um, they competed out there and the, at least the, the group that that I was around and um, made just made me think they they kind of get it and that's that's the way it's supposed to be. So I'm excited. I was ex- I was really excited leaving that that. Um, to be helping them to, to be able to get to the, the 2022 20, USA Games. And I would encourage, it, they're going to be in Orlando, so I know there's a lot of F3 guys in that Suncoast area. Um, I would encourage you guys, if you have a chance, to go check out the 2022 um, USA Games and anybody else that has an opportunity to volunteer with Special Olympics or, or you know, if there's games in your area just to go watch. Uh, it's, a, it's a great organization, and, uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So. Brother, uh, off the roundtable, we're just going to tell you we're proud of you. Awesome way to set a goal or, you know, set a target out there and, and then just accomplish it. And really, really proud of you. I'm still going to tell you I think the shower shoes, are, you know, it <laughs> is extra crazy to me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell someday. you I've re- no, it, you won't, because I've run around the barracks in shower shoes. I've run out in the parking lot. I've chased people. I've wrestled people in shower shoes. It is um, – yeah, it, it's it's not. Those are not meant for athletic activities. So I, you know, I'm just proud of you for doing it. And uh, I, I, the other one, I'm just going to tell you what you just said right there about, um, you know, you. I hope the listeners paid attention to what your closing remarks were because I I think the you versus you thing is very important, but that us versus us is just you know what a beautiful way to start off 2022. I thank you so much for sharing that testimony. So, brother. Um, have a good rest of your week. Are you resting for 2022? I guess that would be my final question. Yes. Are you please, resting? Please. Are you resting? 365 days of sleeping every day. So. <laughs> Love it. All right. For the rest of you, I'll talk to you next week. Have a uh, great week, and I'll talk to you next week on the roundtable. See you. All right. Thank you, Sam.